Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are HP Podcasts, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. We have a fun episode for you today. Bethany and I, I think we talked about this on Instagram, but with kids learning at home and everything going on, we have been getting out like one episode a month, which that's not our goal for our podcast, but we kind of have to work with what we have going on right now. We can only change the things we can change. So we brainstormed and Bethany came up with this great idea, which I must say, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I like this idea. Wait, I don't... (laughs) I don't think you told me that. (laughs) Bethany had this great idea to go back to some of our older episodes. Oldies but goodies. And rebroadcast them with a fun little intro in front. And that's what you're listening to right now is our fun little intro in the front (laughs) of a rebroadcast episode. But the reason I didn't like it is because I am a big podcast fan. And so usually when people rebroadcast their episodes, it's like, I've already heard this one. I don't. Why, why do I want to hear about it again? However, you said we should rebroadcast this episode. And then I listened to this episode and I thought, yes, this was a great episode. We should rebroadcast <laughs> this episode. So we are going to do some rebroadcasting of some of our favorite episodes. And that way we are going to be able to release more episodes each month. We're going to be able to talk about some of the organizing tips that we've talked about in the past, but then also offering our current perspective on it. So hopefully you guys find value in it and know that it's our way to continue to connect with you. So for the next few months, we are going to be rebroadcasting some of our favorites because one of my ideas was like, Bethany, I think we should take a little break. And thankfully, Bethany pushed back and said, no, I think there's other options out there. But here we are. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with taking a break. And podcasts oftentimes have seasons. So there'll be maybe the whole summer season. I know we've taken some time off during the summer in the past. But right now, I think pulling some of the content that we had before that like are episodes that we're going back to listen to. And I'm excited about it. And I'm glad that you're feeling good about it, Autumn. And today we're talking about episode 25, which seems perfect right now because it is about staying sane when your life is super busy. So I know that all of us, especially you, Autumn, with three girls at home, everybody's districts are doing all sorts of different things. This year has been the definition of like being flexible and really looking at what matters most, what are things that we need to take care of ourselves. And so we're hoping that this episode that you're hearing, you're getting to like revisit this idea of like when things get really busy, what are those touchstones? What are those things that you need to go back to, to say, this is what makes my home continue to run, makes me feel calmer, allows me to focus my attention on the things that are like demanding your attention right now. What are those things that you can put into place and keep running? And what are those things you can let go and put by the wayside? You know, there's things that don't change, Bethany. And we recorded this episode in 2017, I believe, which was a while (laughs) ago. And I mentioned that one thing that helps me stay sane is to make my bed. And I played around (laughs) with the idea that maybe I didn't need to make my bed. Maybe I needed to air out my sheets like other people do. And I realized that I don't. Making my bed is still super important. If I walk into my room and see my bed is not made, then something's off. 
something's not right. I'm probably sick is what's going on. And I'm in my bed. Things do really change. This year is evidence of it. And yet some things just remain the same. We're also going to check in about a challenge that we had. We had a challenge of not bringing anything new into our home. Hmm. Yeah, you'll hear how that challenge went. I think we need to talk about this. It's been a while since we've done a monthly challenge. One, I forgot how much I liked them. Two, isn't it funny how last episode, episode 94, we talked about this idea of feeling wasteful, getting rid of things. And I was like, that decision starts with you're in the store when you're bringing things into your home. And here we are, this episode, we just happen to have the monthly challenge of not buying anything new. And... I'm ready to do it again, except I I don't like the like strict rules. I like the idea that we talked about in this episode, which is just noticing what are you buying and bringing into your home. Maybe we do like a soft monthly challenge. <laughs> you know, when I was re-listening to this episode, I had the same thought. Hey, I miss our monthly challenges because it does help you kind of focus on a goal up front and center. When you said that, Autumn, the decisions about the clutter really start when you're deciding not even to bring it in your home. Like that really, really resonated with me. And those choices that you're making, how unconscious it can be to just bring these things in. I was straightening up my desk area before we recorded and I have this Target bag, Autumn, that is sitting next to me. I went to Target last week and I had like two bags of things and one had some household cleaner stuff that... I put away right away because we were using it right away. But this bag, I don't even remember what's in it. Well, actually I do. There's two tank tops. But the rest of it, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait a second. I want to get this straight. You went to Target. You bought two bags of stuff. And one of the bags that you bought at Target is still sitting under your desk, which is you got home and you weren't even that excited about the stuff that you bought. You just left it in the bag. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. I went to Target with a list and a purpose. Okay, wait. Reach down below you. What's in the bag? Two tank tops and what else? (laughs) I want to hear this. We all want to hear what's in that bag. Point of what I'm saying is that sometimes you buy things and you're like, did I even need this? Okay. There is not just two shirts. There's four shirts. So I bought two tank tops Uh and two long sleeve shirts. Oh, that was really cute. Uh, the, (laughs) The reason I did not go to the store to buy clothing. And yet when I was there, I sure did get these things. You see in decluttering, like people have packages from Amazon they haven't opened or they have bags of things that that they ordered or that they bought. They just sit there, right? Okay, well, this is an example of how it happens because I I walked in the door, I put it down, I unpacked the stuff that I needed right away, but then this stuff, it was no longer even on my radar because they were impulse buys. So all that was in there is four shirts, is that correct? Right, but the point is I didn't remember what was in it. Okay, but do you need those shirts? Well... Yeah, I need to try one on. I didn't try it on in the store. Okay. Do I need clothing right now? I would say the tank tops, yes, but the other two were impulse buys. And the tank tops, obviously I don't need them that bad because they've been sitting in that bag for over a week. I want to separate the two points of wasteful purchasing versus impulse purchasing, which you needed to get, but yet it was still an impulse. doesn't necessarily mean you were being wasteful about your purchases. Yes, I think that's an important distinction. But I think the point I want to make is to say when you're bringing things into your home to do so intentionally. Yes. And so they were fine. They worked within my budget and they were items that I knew I would use. But then when I brought them into my home, I was not intentional about them, which for me means trying them on, 
deciding, yes, for sure, I'm going to keep them, washing them, whatever, right? Hanging them up. It sounds like you weren't really that excited about your new shirts you just bought because that's like like the first thing I do. Right. (laughs) So as you're listening to this episode, you are going to hear us talk about this challenge, which maybe we need to dive into again. And again, the whole point of that challenge was an invitation to be intentional about what you're bringing into your home. It's not to guilt trip you into not buying things. It's to say, if you're choosing to bring something into your home, do so intentionally. And sometimes we look around and we say, how did this get there? Because we weren't intentional about it. That Target bag, I've been staring at it for a week. Didn't even, didn't even occur to me to just take it out. And how long did that take? Two seconds? Since this is the first week of November, I think this is a perfect time to talk about it. We're not talking about not buying anything new in the month of November right before Christmas. We're just thinking about when you are purchasing gifts for people, what's going to happen after they open it? You know, is it just going to be sitting around adding clutter to their home? So think about those things that you want to bring into your home. I know I I struggle with this, especially with like stocking stuffers, and you just tend to fill it up with junk that's just going to clutter up your home. I think this is a perfect time to talk about that monthly challenge that we did way back in episode 25. So you're going to hear us talk about that challenge. And then really, we do get to talking about what are those touchstones? What are those things you need to do? that help you stay grounded when life gets in the way, when things get busy. We are so excited to share this episode with you. And as you can tell, we think it's still very relevant. We want you to head on over to Instagram today. We have a fun Insta story where you can let us know what your must-dos are in your home after you listen to this episode, especially when you're really busy and you're not able to do everything that makes you feel like your home is in order, but you can choose like maybe two things. What are those two top things that you do and at least part of your life feels a little bit more in order? And during these next few months when we're going to be sharing some of our favorite past episodes, we are going to be sending out a newsletter for each episode that comes out that shares just a little bit more information, some updates about what's going on to the podcast. We want to make sure that we're still connecting with you and you are able to do that through our newsletter. So head to our show notes page, adbpodcast.com slash 95, and we will have a place to sign up for our newsletter right in our show notes. If you are already signed up, just make sure you add Space for Living to your contacts so that our episode announcements don't get sent to your spam folder because we would hate for that to happen. And if you're a new listener, so that you know Space for Living is Autumn's organizing business. Autumn, the professional organizer, not me, the one who constantly needs her help. So (laughs) Space for Living is where the emails will come from. And if you go to our show notes, then you'll see it redirects you to Space for Living because the podcast is hosted by her organizing business. There you go. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. And even though this is a past episode, we share our voicemail number at the end of the episode and our email address. So please do feel that you can still give us a call. Let us know what you think or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. down to San Diego to visit Autumn and her amazing family. In previous podcasts, I've been talking about bringing my photos down to get some a booth, an organization booth. <laughs> you have mentioned it a few times. I think I've probably cut it out of every episode that you've mentioned it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure that this was actually going to come to fruition, but it did. Yes. I hauled, oh, how many? Like seven or eight? It was four. No, no, it was more than that. Six? Six boxes? <laughs> I hauled a bunch of boxes full of photos down to Autumn's to get her help 
can do I get to say the punchline yet? Because I was zero help. Zero help. What? We were going through these box. Well, Bethany was showing me pictures through the boxes, but she was just getting rid of all the pictures. She's like, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. It was actually funny because the last time that I think I really sat down and looked at these photos, it's been years. Yeah. Like years and years. There was something about sitting there at your beautiful dining room table, having your family there. We had just finished a wonderful dinner. And I opened the boxes and I just was like, I don't need these pictures. Yeah, I was zooming through. I got rid of so many photos. But then Autumn brings over a trash bag and she's like, here, throw them out. And I said, I can't just throw them out. I have to shred them or something. They're, they're photos of people's faces, including my own. And, and what did you say, Autumn? What are people going to do with pictures? What? I don't I, understand. Why do you need to shred them? There's no information on there. I know, but it seems so weird. Like, you know how sometimes you randomly come across a photo of somebody that you don't know? No, you can find random faces of people at any time by a phone. Nobody's going through I, dumpsters looking for photos of people. I don't. No, I don't think somebody would go look for my photos. It's just that if they happen upon them, I don't know. I started getting really worried about it. It goes from here to a landfill. And my picture blowing in the wind. No, that like, doesn't happen. It's in the plastic bag. Flying into a fence with my pictures just stuck there against the fence just with all the plastic bags you have like some movie going on in your head i sure do i sure do (laughs) i do not think anyone actually cares about my photos from college but it still felt a little bit strange to throw them in the garbage but i did i got rid of a lot of them well actually i still have them because remember you said you wanted me to throw paint on them that was your idea you wanted me to shred them I wanted you to shred them. And I said, no way, I'm not doing that. But I said, what I can do is I have this old quart of paint that I have to, (laughs) you know, pour out so it can dry so I can dispose of it properly. So I said I would pour the paint out on the pictures. But that would make you feel better since I have to do it anyway. I said that that was actually a good compromise. But you haven't done it yet? No, because we were getting ready for vacation. Remember, you came right before we left for vacation, so... It's not too late to shred them, then. Wait wait a second. (laughs) What I just said meant nothing? Yes, I thought they were gone. I thought they were gone. I was picturing them in the landfill right now, and you're telling me they're in your garage. My trash comes tomorrow. They can be in the landfill tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. I don't understand. I need to Google. Wait. How do you dispose of photos? Bethany, I really think that you are maybe the only person that worries about this. Out of all the things to worry about with privacy and information, a picture of your face is, it's on my website. There's a picture of your face on my website. Oh, it says, don't put it in the recycling bin. In most areas, you will be asked to put them in the rubbish bin. Yes, rubbish. You could pass them on. Nope. You could check the ads in local newspapers, look out for announcements along the lines of, we want your old photos. That would be creepier. What are you talking about? I know, that would be creepier. (laughs) Go online and see if there's any interest on sites such as FreeCycle. No, no. You don't want to hand your pictures to people. I know. You want them buried in the ground. Make a collage using them. First of all, I didn't know you were going to bring this up on our podcast because (laughs) you sound crazy. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I might sound a little crazy. I might sound a little crazy, but I'm being honest with you. I was a little nervous about putting these photos in the trash. The point of bringing this up on the podcast was just to share that I was proud of myself for bringing them down to your home, for getting a to-do done. Now, mind you, I have not tackled digital photographs. No, no, that was not on your list. So You're right. That was not on my list. 
But we're skipping over the most important point, which is you had this big super hairy to do that's been on your list for years because these were pictures from high school and college, right? Yeah, yeah. And now you finally went through them. It was no big deal. You went through them so quickly. I didn't even say a word about anything (laughs) except for just we're throwing it in the trash. (laughs) And you were done and you didn't even need me there. So the good news is the other, what, five boxes that we didn't go through that you still have at your house. I went through them. Wait, you don't have any other boxes that you haven't gone through? I went through them. The ones at your house? Yeah, when I got back. That you didn't bring down? The next... You did? The next day I went through them. Bethany, you're done. I felt like I was on a roll. And it was easy peasy, right? I wouldn't classify it as easy peasy. It was a little harder without you... Without me staring you down. It was a little harder not having you there, but I felt just like motivated. I said, I could do this. Yeah. I didn't tell you that? No. I went on vacation. Oh yeah, that's right. You were on vacation. I went through the rest of them. I pulled them out. I like lined them up and I just said, I'm going to do this. It's beautiful. Yeah. So my photos are now culled down to a reasonable amount. That was the question I was going to ask you. How, how many boxes? You know, I'm not exactly sure. I think out of like the nine or 10 I had, I think there's like four, which feels reasonable to me. So you have four small photo boxes that are just labeled by years, correct? No, they're not yet labeled. Like I didn't really organize those, sort and organize those photos. That was not my goal. My goal was just to... Pare down. Yeah. And I bet when we sort them by year, you'll be able to go down even further. I'm thinking maybe two boxes. (laughs) This is great. It was a wonderful visit. You made the most amazing grilled zucchinis, which I'm just like, I wish I had a grill to do these. And then you said the grill just broke. I didn't make these on the grill. Yeah, I did them in the oven. Right. And I said, I have an oven. I can make these. That's right. So I requested a tutorial. Have you tried it yet? Did you buy zucchini? No. I wish I had a neighbor that could just hand some over the fence to me. (laughs) That's what happened with you, right? That's how you got all the zucchini? Oh, yes. Our neighbor did give us great zucchini. Those had already been eaten, but, you know, they sell them at the grocery store. (laughs) So if you have all these physical (laughs) pictures hanging out in boxes, go through them real quick. Call down. Yes, call. It's not as hard as you think. took time, but it wasn't like an arm wrestle. I found that big tasks are rarely as tough as like you've built them up in your head, but that getting started, oh, I know it's not an original thought. I know that a lot of people have said that and I should know that by now that I just need to get started. But sometimes you need those reminders of like, oh yeah, just get started. I mean, that's what my whole launch lingo is about. I know I can do anything for 10 minutes. Which means just start and then see what you want to do after that, which is usually keep going. Speaking of keep going, are you ready to check in about our monthly challenge? Yes, let's do it. This new monthly challenge of not bringing anything new into our home for the month of August and the first week of September. So, ooh, that challenge went by fast since we didn't really touch on it in episode 24. We had some questions. One, did toiletry count? We said no, that if you needed toiletries, you could get toiletries. What about clothing? And I, and we decided clothing for your children was okay. The whole point of this challenge was to really question the things that we're bringing into our house to stop that clutter before it comes into the door, right? Yes. But when you're buying it, it doesn't feel like clutter. It feels like very useful and necessary items. So how did it go? Not very well. Not very well. No, it went horrible. I didn't do well at all. 
<laughs> you know what? It would have been better if I wasn't out shopping. I was out shopping multiple times because we were prepping for our vacation and I was shopping for an organizing client. I went to Target and Ikea and the container store. Oh, the trio. <laughs> the trio. My first strategy was to take a picture or to write them down as I was shopping and planning all the things I was going to buy after the first week of <laughs> September was over. But let's see. I bought a skirt. It was cute. It was only eight bucks, so I couldn't pass it up. And the girls have been asking me for these twinkle lights. So they were on sale for college dorms. So I got them these twinkle lights for their bunk beds. I mean, they were five bucks. That's the whole statement, right? Is right. it's only this much money. Exactly. If you keep saying like, it's only this much, then it's like, you know, you can justify anything. For instance, yeah. where I veered was first, I went to Target for some toiletries that were on the approved list. But then I walked by the end cap and they had this bug spray on sale. Bug spray wasn't, it wasn't on the approved list. So this bug spray was on sale and it was deep free and it said it's natural and effective. And so then after that, I went to garage sales. I had a garage <laughs> sale-a-thon. I don't know why you planned to go garage sailing. I didn't. I didn't. Here's what happened. So, oh, so that brings me to my point that I'm like, okay, the bug spray was like $2.99 and then garage sale stuff. Well, that was $2. That was $3, you know, so it was only $2. So... I got a call from my boyfriend. He was out getting coffee and he says, hey, I'm at this garage sale. I think you should head over here. It didn't even occur to me that it was in my nothing new monthly challenge. Like I was mid challenge. I, I know. Just, I did forget about it often, actually. I just said, I'll be right there. <laughs> and then it turned out that not only was there one garage sale, but they were doing one of those like neighborhood garage sales where there were like 15 and some of them were really really good. And then I thought I was done. And we walked by this other one who had all this stuff. I got a rocking chair for my classroom. I kind of feel like if I had just stayed out of the stores, things would have gone a little bit better. I think that probably does help. <laughs> I know. And I also wonder if we would have checked in weekly, if things yes. would have gone a little better too. The times when we've had a challenge and we kind of checked in, we were, we were being accountability buddies. We were like cheering each other on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that didn't happen. We didn't even tell each other. Yes, we did. I told you about my skirt. Did I tell you about my garage sailing? Yes. Oh, good. You asked if it counted because it goes to your classroom, which you could argue that it doesn't count since it's not coming into your house, but yeah. I will argue against that. Okay. So speaking of my classroom, <laughs> I would like to say a word or two about that. If we go to the garage sale and it's for my classroom, does it count? But then that brought up this whole other thing of like this year I was on a much tighter budget and really had to focus on not buying things for my classroom. And it's kind of hard to not buy things for your classroom because you you want to go to Daiso, you want to go to Target, you want to go to Ikea. And, it, you know, they have so many things. They're geared for teachers. It's like they know. Yeah. They know that you're setting up your classroom and that you want to create this adorable learning space for your students. Yeah. It, it was hard. It was hard to say no. I know. Same as this back to school stuff where you think you need to buy it. All these consumers messages saying bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I'm trying to veer away from that anyway, because I know that my school 
we have the reams of paper to cover the walls. Like I don't need to go buy something. And so I was just trying to be a little more disciplined. So I guess I could say that even though I did not totally achieve this monthly challenge, I was a little bit more intentional about my spending, my back to school spending for my classroom. Yeah, I think that is the point that we can take away from this is neither of us did perfectly or hit the goal, which was to spend nothing. But both of us are walking away from this challenge, realizing how we can buy just without even thinking about it. Yeah, for that sure. You can just bring stuff in your house and you don't even think twice. It's true. And in my case, I'm like, oh, I'll use this in my classroom. I'll use this in my classroom. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, except that I don't need anything else yeah. in my classroom. My cabinets are currently overflowing. So yeah, the same thing that can happen in homes too. So I'm not sure what our next challenge is going to be. I feel like I would like to try this again, like taking up another stab at it. Not this next month, though, because I have a list of items that I'm ready to buy after the first week of September. Oh, really? (laughs) I just feel like it was a good exercise. For sure. It was timed well for me to be a little more intentional with my shopping for my classroom. I really was trying to get creative and Actually, yeah, I was going to buy these baskets. And then my grandma was like, here, I have all these little baskets you can use to put stuff in. Perfect. See, you sometimes don't need to buy anything. When I am really overwhelmed and when I'm freaking out and I need some perspective, do you know what I do? No. You put on music? I call you. Oh, oh. I call you. You're amazing at giving me perspective. And actually that reminds me, we're going to have to put this in the show notes because there's this, uh, this artist, Emily McDowell, and she has these cards she creates and she, she made this card behind every great woman is another great woman replying to her frantic texts in the middle of the night. (laughs) Thank you for being that woman. So Autumn, thank you for being that woman. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> so we hope that our like launch lingos and the ideas to de-slump have been helpful. But this week, this week, it was such a doozy. I was so busy. I was on the phone with you, Autumn, just feeling so overwhelmed and feeling like I looked around and I'm like, what happened to my beautiful systems? What happened to doing my laundry on these set days? What happened to doing my dishes every night so they don't pile up? What happened to my to-do list? What happened to this? It was like, it's amazing how fast it unravels. Yeah. When you're busy. Yeah. And you said actually, oh, did you read the show notes? Which I had, but I had not actually clicked on a link that you put in there. Well, it was a post from a long time ago, which you read when it first came out. Yes, but I now have it bookmarked because I need to read it more frequently. (laughs) It was a guest post that I wrote on I'm an Organizing Junkie blog a long time ago that I had linked to for our show notes in last episode when we interviewed her. We talked about how you keep up with cleaning when life gets in the way, when you're too busy to even clean. Like, what are the things that are most important that you stay on top of? And I also really loved your perspective on, you know, giving yourself permission to let those other pieces slide because I would get home, I would check my mail. I did flip through and make sure there was like nothing super urgent, but the rest of it, I have my little system of like shredding and recycling and trying to work really hard and not letting it pile up. And this past couple weeks, it's just, that has been something that has just totally had to go by the wayside. Wait, 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 wait. Mail is super simple. It's only like max five minutes you can go through the mail. 
Yes, but I'm telling you, it was one of the things. I thought you just gave me permission to let things go by the wayside. Well, not with mail. Mail is, well, I guess it could be different for everybody, but recycling, you just throw it right in. You can make a little spot for like bills to pay and not get to them, but you're sorting through them. You can sort through the mail super quick, right? Yeah, I didn't even do that. I just piled it. It wasn't for a month. It was for two weeks. I, I pulled out the bills I needed to handle and the rest, it just piled. I'm being honest. I know. My dishes piled up. I didn't do laundry on my assigned day. So then I couldn't do laundry until the, the next Saturday. I'm telling you, it, it was it was tight around here for a little while. It, it, it still is tight. It is, but... You had time today? Yes, because you reminded me of this article that you had written. And you were like, well, what is the thing that you need to make sure you do? And what are you going to put down for a second? Yeah. So that you can get through this really intense time. I mean, those pieces will still be waiting for you, right? But what do you have to do in order to make sure that you can prevent yourself from being so overwhelmed? Yeah. And for me, it would be going through the mail so there's not a pile of mail there. And for you, <laughs> it sounds like that doesn't really bother you. So you choose something that helps you feel like your house is still somewhat in order, although not completely because it's a busy time. We're going to link to this article. And the article is focusing on how to clean when life gets in the way. But one of the reasons it was so relevant to me right now is looking at the thing that I really need when life gets really hectic. And I was kind of shocked by what it was. It was going grocery shopping. The mail can pile up. The laundry can pile up. The dust bunny in the corner can be there. The thing that I realized stressed me out the most was not going grocery shopping because I have been working really hard to not really meal plan, but to make sure that I have my stuff for lunch and have breakfast at home and make a dinner. You know, even if it's not super planned, you have a list of things that like my go-to meals that I can grab and are pretty easy for me to make, but I hadn't gone grocery shopping. And so I was grabbing coffee in the morning on the way to work. I was going out to eat at lunchtime. I was getting takeout. It was like, that made me so much more stressed than I should have just gone to the grocery store, spent a half an hour in the store and made sure I was stocked up on what I needed. Yeah. But isn't that weird? Like you'd think, oh no, I'm going to let the grocery shopping go by the side. I'm giving myself permission to go out to eat for this week or whatever. But it actually stressed me out more because for lunchtime, instead of being able to sit down and just have a nice relaxing lunch that I brought, I had to yeah. leave campus. I had to go find food. Yeah. It goes against the very thing that I thought. I thought it would make it so much easier. You thought it would be easier to just grab something. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'm feeling really stressed out today. I need to go to the grocery store, but I'm just not going to go today. I'm just, I feel too tired to go right now. Yeah. And it turns out that was the thing that I needed to do in order to make the rest of my week go smoother. I think that's great to say that grocery shopping is what you need to keep up with. And that's your one thing. Yeah. What would be your second thing? Would it be dishes? It would be laundry. Laundry. Okay. So groceries, yeah. groceries and laundry. I like it. Yeah. So I think if I know I have my kind of go-to comfortable clothes that I can wear, mm -hmm. if I know that I have food to make a quick breakfast to make sure I don't have to leave campus for lunch, which is always stressful because you're trying to rush. So those are my two things. Yeah. What are yours? Mine is make the bed for sure. Really? Yeah, if the bed's not made, my room looks like a like junk, like a junkyard. 
So make the bed is number one. I think I put it number two in the article, but really it's number one. And then dishes are important, but usually I do like a quick pickup. If the dishes are in the sink, that doesn't bother me because I know that I will get to them. But usually I'll do a quick pickup around the house. A lot of times like straighten off the bathroom counter. That makes me feel a little bit better. Then when we're busy, I guess it is staying on top of dishes and dinner when you have a family. So making the bed, dishes, and dinner. Yeah. Here's what we're wondering. What is your must-do? We'd love to hear what your top two or three have-to-dos when you're super busy to keep yourself feeling like you have some semblance of control. And maybe you don't even realize it's a must-do. I truly didn't realize the grocery shopping was such a must-do. I really did think, oh, no big deal. I'll just grab my coffee and sandwich at Starbucks, and then I'll grab some lunch or whatever. And it wound up making me so much more stressed. Besides the fact that I was spending so much money, I also just felt more frantic. And so now it's like, it was this realization like, oh, the thing that will actually make me feel less overwhelmed is just going to the grocery store, which for some people you may say, how can that make you feel even overwhelmed in the first place? But since I don't like shopping, going to the grocery store is a little bit of an event for me which is why I think that I typically have put it off, but no longer. But we can't leave this topic without talking about a to-do list because I feel like you get in this time when you're so busy, you don't feel like you even have enough time to stop and make a to-do list because there's all these little fires or even big fires that you're trying to put out, like you're a big fire of school starting. You feel like you don't have even a second to sit down and write down the stuff that you have to do. But that is such an important step to help yeah, move you forward into getting this fires out. And for me, it just helps my mind stop swirling around like I'm feeling so busy. It helps me kind of focus on, okay, I'm going to do this first and this second when I see it all listed out. And then you can focus on the have to do stuff. There might be some items that you still need to do, but maybe they're not urgent and you can put them on their calendar for when you're going to do them a little bit later. Maybe not right now. Maybe there's even stuff that you can cross off your list, like we talked about in episode seven, making a better to-do list. And that was one of the main things we focused on was crossing off those items that you feel like you have to do, but you don't have to do them. I think maybe I need to go back and listen to that episode, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of having these routines that are set, the most important routines that you do when you're super busy, but also have one of those be taking like five minutes to write down your tasks that you're feeling super overwhelmed with. I love it. We encourage you to take some time today and think about what's your must do and the rest of the stuff. It can wait. It can wait. You don't need to sweep the floor today. You can wait. You don't need to sweep the floor today. I probably should sweep the floor. I just look down. But I'm not going to today. That's right. <laughs> it can wait. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, A to B Podcast. Or you can also uh, send us an email, hello at A to B Podcast.com. We even have a voicemail line, and you can call and leave your tips with us there. It's 858 488 Oh, space. space or eight five eight four eight zero seven seven two two. And thank you so much to those of you who have subscribed, and we would love it if you would leave us a review. Those really help others find out more about our podcast. Just go ahead and go on iTunes and leave us a quick review. We'd love to hear what you think. And oh my gosh, I have to just say I loved talking to Org Junkie. I listened to that episode again and just. Thanks. Another shout out to to Laura for for being our very first 
A to B podcast interview. If you haven't heard our episode, it was last episode, episode 24. You can take a listen and we're so excited we have more interviews to come. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now. So I'm not sure what our next challenge is going to be, but I'm going to give you, here's a virtual high five on them because we, we did kind of try. I really feel like. High five? No, high five. I gave you a high five. <laughs> We're in a podcast. I don't know how I'm supposed to make people see that. <laughs>